Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to the CDC, cases of sexually transmitted disease are on the rise. <laughs> America is back and so is our chlamydia, everybody. It's, uh, for some reason, they have changed the term STD to STI. Did you know this? No. Which is very bad news for the students at the Systems Technology Institute, but... <laughs> STIs went way down at the start of the COVID pandemic, but they're now headed back up the charts with a, a bullet. COVID was like, we, our work is done here, herpes. So you take over from here. <laughs> what is going on with that? I, I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, is the, If you were passing up sex and companionship because you're afraid of COVID... We have very little to talk about, you and me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. This is just the so, whole the great divide in America. New York Times is still writing articles about you're ready to come out in the post-COVID world. Here's how you adjust. Well, what? Joe Biden announced the end of the COVID emergency day before yesterday. So it just ended. Come on. I need, to, I need an adjustment period. It's only been over for... <laughs> 24 hours. Um, So uh, STD is a sexually transmitted disease. What's an STI? Sexually transmitted infection. Infection. Because disease is a nasty word. Nasty word. It shames people. Yeah, it's exactly. You have an infection, which isn't that pleasant a word. (laughs) Hey, um, I can't get into the particulars of this. Um, I wish I could. Maybe I will in the future, but... Reared its head yesterday that 
jerk has become a bad word. How, when did jerk become like the N? It's like the J word. I am uh, completely unfamiliar with it. Well, we have talked about a couple of uh, kids' books and various books where they're taking the word jerk out of there. Hmm. And uh, it came into my life yesterday, and i got to be very, very vague, where somebody used the term jerk and was told by an adult, no, you do not say that word. When did wow. jerk become... Did, did I miss something? Was I not... Was that one of the words taken out of, like, a Raoul yeah. Dahl book? Yep. It was. I'd forgotten yep. that. Yep. But... So that kind of surprised me when that happened, and then in real life yesterday, when I, a child got dressed down for using that word, I thought, when did jerk become... Did I, I must have been sick that day, <laughs> when, when the nation decided that jerk was just a horrifying thing to call somebody. I don't even know like how to search on information about this. What would I say? Don't say jerk? But... Hmm. We're going to run out of words, so we need to to have words. There need to be some words that describe a person that is um, not comporting with societal norms. (laughs) What are we supposed to call these people? If you can't say jerk, obviously you can't use any uh, bad words, curses. You know, it's funny. I can't find anything on this. Hmm. Well, it, it's been being pulled out of kids' books, kids' TV shows, and now I've got an example of it being uh, actually said to a child, don't use that word, talking about someone else. I, we need to know more about this. Do you know anything about this? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Drop us an email real quick. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'll look at it uh, during the next I break. I want to meet the jerk who came up with this. You know... It's probably worth repeating yet again that uh, in his book, Rules for Radicals, Saul Alinsky pointed out really kind of the he was very much of one mind with George Orwell on this. Uh, He said that uh, he who controls the language controls the future. Um, And and again, he was paraphrasing Orwell. Orwell was um, trying to warn us. Saul Alinsky was issuing an instruction manual for how to radically change society. All of this stuff, I mean, with some exceptions. Um, but few, all of this stuff, making you change a term for something, being told the old term you've always used is uh, no good. You need to use this new term or uh, demanding that you uh, share your pronouns and denying that a man is a woman, anything like that. All these uh, efforts to, to uh, pervert the language, they're there for a reason. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But words do change. Uh, like when we were kids, saying something sucks was like a bad word. I, I didn't weren't allowed, wasn't allowed to say that in my household as a kid. Well, now oh, yeah. high level politicians say that. Oh yeah, if you were to say hell or damn on a radio station uh, 40 years ago, you'd be immediately fired. Immediately. Right, and, and and saying something sucks was like really really coarse talk. Now you can be a U.S. senator and say this sucks. We shouldn't be doing this. Right. That's that's kind of a different thing, because that's the way obscenities go. They tend to soften over time. And I mean, the idea of hearing an F-bomb in a McDonald's 30 years ago was utterly unthinkable. I still, I still don't want to hear No, it. I don't either, but don't get away from it. Yeah, that's that's subtly different than uh, some of the other ways. I Then think jerk becoming to... a bad word? It's going the other direction. I'm astounded by that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. I, I get, like, not using retarded as a yeah. an insult yeah. to people. 
I um, guess, although, though, I, that was the kind term when we were kids. Well, right. Yeah, you were mentally retarded. Uh, then it became developmentally disabled and handicapable and the rest of it. A lot of that stuff is just... It's trying to dress up something that's unfortunate um, for the purpose of, of lending dignity to the people involved. And I, I don't dislike people who try to do that. I think um, at some point it, it's uh, it's useless. It's ridiculous because it never it never stops changing. Well, and the uh, the uh, the term the proper term for a uh, a person of uh, dark skin has changed half a dozen times in uh, in the 20th to the 21st right. centuries. Colored was the preferred term. Then it became a, you will lose your job for saying it. Now people of color is the preferred term. Wow. Right. That's a, we, we got a funny text. It's Well, pe- and you would lose your job for using the terms Martin Luther King Jr. used, for instance. Yeah. We got uh, a funny text. People experiencing jerkism is the proper way to say it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, You know, I've got a really interesting uh, roundup of politics and trials and claims and counterclaims. Uh, But instead of like rushing through that like a lunatic, which is probably a word I shouldn't use. I'm sorry. Rushing through it like a person experiencing mental infection. um, (laughs) Why don't we do this instead? Michael, play us clip 10, please, and I'll explain. I pick up the phone and I hear my daughter's voice and it says, Mom, I, I, I messed up and she's sobbing and crying. And then I hear a man's voice say, put your head back, lie down. And this man gets on the phone and he's like, I've got your daughter. This is how it's going to go down. You call the police, you call anybody. I'm going to pop her stomach so full of drugs, I'm going to have my way with her and I'll drop her off in Mexico. In the background, she's going, help me, Mom. I never doubted for one second it was her. Help me, Mom. Help me. P- please help me. And crying. That's her daughter's voice on the telephone during this horrifying kidnapping attempt, except that it wasn't her daughter's voice. It was her daughter's voice synthesized by AI. It was just a clone. And there was no doubt in this woman's mind. And I've seen the interview. I've heard the interview. She's a a bright lady. She's not, you know, a halfwit or anything like that. Um, There was no doubt in her mind her daughter was in trouble. It was completely her voice, she says. It was her inflection. It was the way she would have cried. Never doubted for one second it was her. That's the freaky part that really got me to my core. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mentioned I signed into my 401k account the other day. It said, state your name and address so that we can analyze your voice to see if it's you. So they have my voice on tape, and they can match it up to the extent that it's as good as giving them my social security number, I guess. And so if that can happen, then, yeah, I suppose they can replicate a voice and have it say various things. AI can now. So, wow, that opens up yet another can of worms. Yeah. um, And one of our brilliant listeners, and I wish I had the email handy because I want to give them credit. They said, hey, should we all erase? Because you remember the the advice. uh, If you get a phone call from a mysterious number, you think it might be a scammer. Don't immediately shout F you and then hang up. I don't mind. Is that what I said? If it turns out to be your doctor's office, you're going to have some splaining to do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so your grandma just, on her new phone. <laughs> just give a little what what, and then make them talk first. <laughs> Two funny voices <laughs> from now on. Do it. Do, do, do impersonations. <laughs> Hello, who is this? <laughs> this is Joe. Who is this? <laughs> 
So uh, we get that advice, right? So they can't, like, grab a clip of your voice and synthesize it to scam you or... or Good Lord, the terror of thinking your child's been kidnapped. No, nothing would be worse. By some rapist lunatic who's going to drug them up and drop them in Mexico for the love of all that's holy. Anyway, but one of our listeners said, so do we all have to erase the messages on our phones now? They don't have to talk to you. They got 30 seconds of tape. Uh You're saying, yeah, sorry I missed your call. Uh, Leave a message after the beep, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I don't know who that's for anymore, but you come across those on a regular basis. At the beep, you can leave a message. Uh, let me know. I will get back to you as soon as possible. Yeah, we all know this. Just give me the yeah, freaking beep. Hey, it's me. Leave a message. Mm. Uh, actually, my my message says, sometimes I don't get voicemails for like a day or two, so please text me. I, anyway. uh, I haven't checked to see what my message is. I've had this number for 20 years, and I, mm. I, I made the message 20 years ago. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dirt. What was I about to say? It's probably oh, got the of- Macarena blasting in the background. And <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I missed your call. I'm probably watching Friends. Leave a message. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mexico, uh, Fox News might be in Agua Caliente. Um, and uh, Joe Biden might be in the same situation, too. Really interesting political stories coming up in a moment or two, among other fair. And how you can be on the evening news. I've got a tip for you, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Heck of a view out there. 
Okay, guys. Okay, we're good. All right, we're gonna walk out slowly. We're gonna walk out slowly. We're walking out this way. We're walking out this way. We're walking out this way. We're walking out. We're walking out. We're walking out. We're walking out this way. Press, press. We're moving. We're moving. If it were any other president, I wouldn't really have a problem with that because presidents don't have to take questions every time they do anything every week. But the fact that the press was being ushered away from Biden in Belfast, we all know that that's the same over there as it is over here. They don't want him to answer any questions because he often changes U.S. foreign policy or whatever whenever he's asked a question. Um, I like Fox is describing it as a Biden family vacation because he took Hunter over there and his wife and and uh, and and nobody can figure out with all the things going on in the world. Why? How many days are you going to spend in Ireland ignoring the world? Yeah, yeah. As long as we're on this, let's play clip number 21. The voice you're going to hear trying to refocus the ancient president is his son, Hunter. Any of you guys want to ask me any questions? What do you want to ask me? Oh, Air Force. There's Air. Look at this. Air Force One. Right here. That's pretty cool, man. Hey, Dad. He's got a question. What's your question? Oh, that clip was oversold to us. I hadn't heard what it. What the heck? Come on. We got to do better than that, folks. We got to do better than that. That was nothing. That was a nothing burger with with a side of nothing fries. I don't think it's a nothing burger that he's spending so many days in Ireland not talking about any of the events of the world when there's oh, yeah. a lot freaking going on. Asking Irish children about their airplane toys is harmless yeah. enough. Oh, but sure. Uh, it's sooner or later, he ought to get it back to work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of the old man, his claim to have no, no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings is becoming harder and harder to maintain. As we told you yesterday, um, various of Hunter's business associates made dozens and dozens of trips to the White House, more than 80, while his father was vice president, including Aaron, I'm sorry, Eric Schwerin, the former president of Hunter's Rosemont Seneca Partners, who, according to Hunter's ex-wife, quote, managed almost every aspect of the financial life of the Bidens, visited the White House when Biden was vice president at least 27 times. Again, he was also um, working with uh, Hunter in his company that was dealing with millions and millions of dollars of Chinese communist money. Um, Schwerin met with Anne-Marie Person, a former Hunter Biden assistant, at least three times at the White House between February and June of 2016, on and on and on. Many, many meetings between the uh, Hunter's business partners and the vice president's advisors. Just very, very odd. Anyway, don't need to spend a lot of time on that. Oh, speaking of um, justice, an arrest has been made in the killing of that uh, San Francisco, well, he was a formerly San Francisco tech executive, Bob Lee, who had fled the city because of its dangers. And a lot of us were thinking it was probably some sick rando who did the killing because that's happened so much lately. Well, uh, this uh, Mission Local, which is a news source in the Bay Area, is informed that the San Francisco Police Department Early this morning, made an arrest in the killing of tech executive Bob Lee. The alleged killer also works in tech and is a man Lee purportedly knew. Oh. They were dispatched across the Bay Bridge to Emeryville with a warrant to arrest a man named Nima Momeni. 
Uh, multiple sources have described the pre-dawn knifing uh, as neither a robbery nor a random attack. Uh, rather, Lee and Momeni were portrayed by police as being familiar with one another. In the wee hours of April 4th, they were purportedly driving together through downtown San Francisco in a car registered to the suspect. Some manner of confrontation allegedly commenced while both men were in the vehicle and potentially continued after Lee exited the car. Police alleged that Momeni stabbed Lee multiple times with a knife that was recovered not far away on the 300 block of Main Street. Uh, the scenario would explain in part why Lee was walking through a portion of Main Street uh, in which there is little to no foot traffic at 2.30 a.m., uh, etc. So uh, what was going on there, I have a feeling will will come out eventually, but uh, shocking development, no doubt. The FBI has put out a report on incels that's kind of interesting, can touch on. Uh, I've got a tip on how to get on the evening news as we have utilized this ourselves in the past. Drop your pants in front of a cop. That one? The Washington Post figured out who the leaker is of those Pentagon documents that could change the direction of the war in Ukraine. And they're calling it the Super Bowl of libel law. That lawsuit against Fox News by Dominion Voting Systems jury selection begins today. It could have earth-shaking consequences uh, for the First Amendment. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this story, and I don't know what I think of what I want the outcome to be either. Um, if you missed an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the guy who leaked all those secrets, one of the worst intelligence leaks in U.S. history, uh, is a doofus who wanted to impress kids uh, in the video game group they were playing in. Yeah. No. A little bit of a disappointing answer. We'll get into that more in hour four. It's 
astounding. Trust me on that. Unbelievable. Again, our four. A lot of good stuff to squeeze in this half hour, including this, the landmark trial against Fox News that could really affect the future of libel law is uh, beginning today in Delaware Superior Court. Um, and it's, it's, it could absolutely have uh, earth-shaking consequences in the news media. The idea being Dominion Voting Systems is uh, suing Fox News for defamation, saying that a lot of the hosts who were passing along the, uh, the I hate the terms conspiracy theories because it's so overused now, but um, some of the stories about Dominion Voting Systems uh, being hacked, run by Hugo Chavez, conspiring to, to defeat Trump, all that stuff that some of the Fox opinion hosts who were making those claims or repeating those claims knew at the time that they were false and defamatory. And the Fox defense, which is really interesting, is, wait a minute, these claims were big news. We were just reporting them. Um, But then, you know, you listen to some of the tapes and the hosts were clearly promoting them. They weren't just reporting them. So where is that line? Right. Because that's a decent argument. Look, the president of the United States is saying this. What are we supposed not to repeat that? But that's not all that was happening. You had hosts stating it as they believed it to be true also. Although, 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 do you get to say um, as a host, look, the president of the united states said this was true so i assumed it was true you can't sue me for saying that can you well uh let me read this to you because i think it, it it's a pretty decent answer um it's difficult to prove libel in the american legal system thanks in large part to new york times versus sullivan in 1964 um, which they say is considered as critical to the First Amendment as Brown v. Board of Education is to civil rights. But anyway, the Sullivan case set a high legal bar for public figures to prove they'd been defamed. A plaintiff has to prove not just that the news organization published false information, but it did so with actual malice, either by knowing that the information was false or displaying a reckless disregard for the truth. God, I forget who is one of my favorite... Uh conservative pundits who th- who thinks that we are too far on Sullivan and that uh, Fox is guilty of something and the New York Times should have lost in that Sarah Palin case where they knowingly defamed her and hurt her reputation by printing stuff they knew was not true well obviously as a First Amendment freak uh, I want the ruling to be you know careful and narrow and i have a feeling that it will be when the dust settles because there could be many appeals ahead um currently you can say you can say anything about a public figure at currently can't you practically anything Uh, practically yeah yeah um yeah partly because you have to show real damage um i mean if i say joe biden's a senile idiot I mean, obviously, that's... Uh, well, I believe that to be true, actually. What is it? What's the uh, formal definition of idiot? I suppose we could get into that. But anyway, that, and that's also an opinion. I'm expressing an opinion. You're absolutely protected by the First Amendment in expressing an opinion. Um, if I were to say Joe Biden is currently selling cocaine from the White House to school children, um, and I knew that to be false, and, you know, whatever, he ran up $500,000 in legal bills defending against those accusations so then then i've defamed him so it's not impossible even with a public figure but it's really really hard to to you know be guilty of uh, libel or or whatever slander um <clears throat> but i keep thinking of all of the media outlets on the left particularly like your msnbc types 
or your Don Lemons or Joy Reeds or whatever, who are constantly pitching absolute dishonest garbage as a catnip for their viewers. Well, how, and I'm, I'll I'm, bet they know a lot of that stuff is crap. Sure. Here's a good example, I think. You going to tell me it hasn't hurt Ron DeSantis for people to claim that he has outlawed discussions of slavery in his state? Right. Yeah. And they know or should know that that's not accurate. Reckless disregard for the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you spend two minutes, you can look it up. Uh, so that would be interesting. Uh, Matt Taibbi is in a fight right now with uh, this host whose name I don't recall on MSNBC, who's been saying absolutely dishonest things about Taibbi and his reporting on the Twitter files, even after Taibbi gives him the evidence to the contrary. So it's absolutely false and defamatory. But especially in our hyperpartisan times, there are media outlets whose very uh, business model is to feed crap to the faithful because it gets them wound up, not naming any names or personalities. Um, and at some point, there's got to be a line. Well, I know you're a free speech nut, so don't attack me with a bat for use, make, having this thought uh, kind of experiment conversation. Here we go. Would the country be better off with neither side being able to say things they know are untrue? Like we tighten it up a little so you just can't go out there and make claims that you know or should know aren't true all day long. Yeah, it's just so hard. Because what if what if I'm like a decent human being, husband, father, and I'm actually picturing a guy I know, um, taxpayer, follows the law, etc., but is really whipped up in the partisanship thing, and I foolishly repeat something because it's a good attack on the other side. And it leaves a mark. I do some damage. But my, my, what I'm guilty of is getting swept up and being a fool. How much punishment should there be for that? I don't know. Now, if I do it deliberately to do damage... No, well, the the should have known is the difficult part. Boy, so if Fox wins, then you really can say practically anything. Knowingly. Um, I mean, most, this is a unique case because of the pandemic in that uh, without the pandemic, you wouldn't have all these emails and messages and texts probably to prove the case so most of the time when hosts are saying something they know isn't true they're they're telling their friends yeah you know whatever pleases the audience and they're not putting it in an email but during the pandemic you had to communicate you know you weren't around human beings so there's just a lot more evidence out there yeah yeah that's true that's true and as i read through the various uh, things and the things that were said and the people who said it in the context and the rest of it some of the claims are pretty they're pretty powerful against Fox News. Some of them are pretty flimsy. But, again, my example of DeSantis and claiming that DeSantis won't teach slavery or that he won't allow sex ed in schools, gay is banned from schools, is just a lie. And they know yeah. it's a lie or should know it's a lie. And how much damage does that do to him uh, for his uh, pers- personally in terms of the way he's seen around the country or certainly his chances to become president? How's that okay if what Fox did isn't okay? 
At, at what point is saying mm, Joe Biden is soft on China? Well, that's clearly an opinion. But boy, when we get into political speech, especially yeah. in claims about candidates and counterclaims, yeah, it is tough. Anyway, a quick word from our friends and sponsors at MyPillow. They're having a massive closeout sale on their all-season slippers, which uh, are impressive as heck. They are so durable and comfortable, and you're going to want to stock up on them when you hear about this offer. It is tremendous. I'd say, so normally the slippers are nearly $150, $149.98. Well, now you can get the all-season slippers for 25 bucks. That's over $120 in savings, limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. In the last year, for years and years and years, they have an exclusive four-layer design. You won't find it any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable and comfy. Tons of sizes and colors, too. Yeah, they come in four layers. I like my uh, I like a seven-layer burrito and a four-layer slipper. That's just the mm. way I roll. Uh, go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to grab a pair of these all-season slippers for 25 bucks, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code GETTY or call 800-666-1205 for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. Uh, again, uh, you need to, the promo code GETTY at MyPillow.com. I'm going to wear them to work just to make the point of how comfortable and durable they are. Well, there's no limit to how cash you can go in the modern world, it would seem. It's certainly at least on the left coast. Yeah, true that. True that. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Eh, I guess that's it on so, the, uh, the Fox News trial. But it's going to be super crazy interesting if you're into First Amendment issues, yeah. the free press, etc. Oh, yeah. This could be a landmark sets the tone for the next half century sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, your MSNBC personalities, I am 100% convinced, regularly say things they know to be false for the purpose of doing damage. And not just political damage, but personal damage. Sure. Um, about uh, How about freaking Brett Kavanaugh? You think he's no. watching this one? Not just because he's on the Supreme Court and we'll probably have to deal with it. But that man's character was brutally assassinated, including by people who knew it was crap. Here's a tip for getting on the news. We did this one time a long, long, many, many, many years ago. We got on the evening newscast in Los Angeles by having anything to talk about with MySpace because MySpace was like the hottest thing going. And so because we got a threat on MySpace, we get threats all the time. By the way, uh, we have law enforcement who follows up on these threats. If you're thinking of making a threat, they will call you at home. They will come to your house, etc. But um, if you'd ever like to meet a detective, yeah. anyway. <laughs> but uh, we get we get threats, you know, on the phone and in the mail. But because it was on MySpace, it made the evening news. So right. now the way to get on the evening news about anything is to mention Chat GPT. Because I saw this <sighs> news story: yes. bride uses Chat GPT for wedding vows, and it made the evening news. <laughs> Big oh, that is so deal. lame. And I know. Big freaking deal. Because <laughs> you're not getting it on the news with Bride uses Aunt Linda for help with wedding vows. But because she asked Chat GPT, bing, it's an evening news story. For me, I can't get past the death threat. That's an actual clip from the evening newscast in Los Angeles where I pretended to be troubled by the death threat on MySpace. For me, I can't get past the death threat. Some <laughs> numb skull had made some vague sort of garbage <laughs> online. And yeah. I acted like I was really, you know. 
MySpace, convenient and fun way to connect with friends. But is it also an avenue for terror? These for me, media I think personality. That's a death threat. Yeah, <laughs> so silly. You might have been having fun all day on MySpace, but is there a downside? For me, I can't get past the death threat. For me, I can't get past the death threat. This is just jockey. <laughs> you know what he did, folks? He got past the death threat just fine. I, I remember y'all throwing your head back in laughter as soon as the camera stopped rolling. <laughs> after, so funny. After oh. my acting performance. Speaking of wedding vows, I got to tweet this, or we'll put it up on armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, somebody who just sent that to me. I think it was a, a golf buddy. Um, the... <laughs> The title of the TikTok video is, um, hang on a second, I want to get this right. Uh, when a bear eats a moose during your wedding. Oh. And it's these these people doing this uh, like location wedding at the edge of a beautiful river, which I'm guessing is like Alaska probably or something like that. The bride's radiant in her dress and the groom's there in his tuxedo and everything. And there's a freaking bear ravaging a moose oh. right across the river. Oh. I mean, it's like make a grown woman cry type yeah, stuff. The flower girl is not digging that. <laughs> Barbaric. Hey, Alanis Morissette, that's ironic. <laughs> it's like a moose. <laughs> Getting eaten on your wedding day. <laughs> that reminds me. So a couple things. Um, incel report. You don't remember what incels are? Well, we'll tell you from the FBI and also uh, TikTok videos. It, it spurred something in my head. Among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you think Biden will stay in the race? Look, uh, 
I, I watch him just like you do. And I think it's almost inappropriate for me to say it. I don't see how it's possible. But there's something wrong. I saw his answer today on television about whether or not he was going to run to a very nice guy named Al Roker. I mean, you can't get a softer question than that. That was a long answer of talking about the eggs and the this and that. Look, I don't think he can. Well, that's what you've been saying for a long time. That was remarkably restrained by yeah. Donald J. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing a I Like Pie t-shirt today. Usually I wear a suit to work, but I have some stuff to do right after work today, so I'm in more casual gear. But I would not take any advice from anyone ever wearing an I Like Pie t-shirt. Uh, I would not take any advice from anybody who wasn't. Who doesn't like pie? It's the name of a, a pie shop in Pasadena, California, and it's fantastic if you're ever in the area. Uh, the FBI has a re- released a report on incels because incels continue to be a... That's the lithium-ion incel, right? It's the new kind of battery. It's short for involuntarily celibate. Who's the most inf- famous incel? And One of your horrifying mass murderers. Maybe several of them have turned out to be incels. And they get online and complain about the fact that they don't have girlfriends or aren't having sex and act like somehow the world is stacked against them and they're not just like... You know, three quarters of every other teenage boys or 20-something guys in world history. They tend to be hateful toward women. Uh, and and certain kinds of guys, more popular guys. Anyway, mm-hmm. the FBI released this report on incels. It contains the line, incels unsuccessfully compete against chads for, the, for attention, and that Stacys are idealized versions of a female who choose chads over incels. How wacky is that? There are too many online communities. I mean, the opportunity for crazy people with crazy ideas to get together and reinforce each other's craziness is clearly the downside of the Internet. Yeah, I realize the whole victim culture thing has been around for a while, but I heard somebody making the point the other day that they they couldn't remember a time when every political group feels like the nation is currently stacked against them. Whether you're white males or black females or straight people or gay people or Republicans or Democrats or rich or poor or whatever, you feel like... And I think part of that is because you can find uh, an echo chamber that will reinforce your belief based on you know some points of data that are mm-hmm. probably true. Um, but then craft the narrative that everything is particularly stacked against me. And the incels do that with the whole, why would the world be lining up to try to make sure you can't get laid? But, um, oh, so you mentioned TikTok and I had never been on TikTok before, mostly because I'd heard about it being a Chinese spyware app. So I never got on it. So I never got into it. But so now the other companies that are trying to compete against it or are trying to fill the void if TikTok gets booted out. So Instagram's got whatever they call their thing. Reels, I believe. YouTube has what are YouTube what's YouTube called their thing? Yeah, but anyway, something. YouTube just started like really pushing those down my throat. And I gotta admit, I get I get it. It is so easy. You give me something that I know is only like ten seconds long. Ah, oh, what the heck? But the next thing you know, you've been doing it for fifteen minutes. 
and it's feeding you stuff that you've been interested in in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I I can get it, and from what I understand, TikTok's way better at it than YouTube is, and I get sucked into YouTube pretty easily. Well, one of our listeners, one of our beloved listeners, pointed out that uh, what he said was, I think it was a he, your kids are absolutely on TikTok. You don't need the app. You can just access it through any browser. Mm. So, yeah, everybody's looking at this stuff. I just saw a bear eating a moose as a woman's trying to get married by a riverside. A gruesome, gruesome well, clip. Because you watch that, you're going to get a lot of big animal eating another animal videos for the next two weeks. Or wedding videos, I hope. But it, it they, 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 they TikTok cracked the code first or whoever, but now everybody's doing it. There's something extra appealing. It's like a salty potato chip about something entertaining of that length. It's just it's weird. It's disturbing. So speaking of disturbing, uh, the various corporations teaming up with Dylan Mulvaney. There's a major de- development in the Bud Light angle of that. <laughs> and we know who the leaker is. Could have changed the course of history and it turns out it's a doofus showing off the video gamers yeah stay tuned for that in hour four armstrong and getty imagine you ask two people the same seven questions i'm mini driver and this was the idea i set out to explore in my podcast mini questions this year we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions including courtney cox rob delaney liz fair and many many more Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.